It is Tuesday the 11th of October 2016 and this is episode 296 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome along to episode 296. I'm Chris, hosting, and Ian's here as well. Hello, Ian. Evening, Chris. We've got a fair bit of news to get through, I believe, and this could be our last podcast for uh, maybe a fortnight due to availability. I was going to say, it's, it's the last podcast this month. <laughs> yeah, lot last podcast this month, but we'll be back in November. So enjoy this and maybe string it out. Maybe listen to one news story and then have a break. Because we certainly will. Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to start today with the Google um, um, event um, and basically they've been telling us lots of things they're going to give us um, or not give us, going to sell us. Um, started with Pixel. This is this is the kind of much, much leaked um, phone by Google that was announced at this event. Uh, the Pixel uh, going to come in two sizes, uh, made by HTC, but fully designed and developed by Google is their selling point. Yes. So um, so I guess there's a bit of confusion because some certainly I've heard people say, oh, I thought I thought Nexus was made by Google and Nexus was um, certainly, I, I guess the Nexus was always, Nexus range was kind of it was almost it wasn't designed by Google, but they kind of used it as a reference design. That's it. It was a reference design, but they had it made by several different people. Their first exactly. one, I think, was made by, I think maybe Motorola or someone. But they, yeah, then it went to various different people. Yeah, they've had LG. I'm sure HTC had done one as well. Mm. Um, and what they basically said was, I think the Nexus was all about the here's what we think everybody should be aiming for. And I'm guessing they tried to be a bit price sensitive and and because everybody had this idea in their head that the Google phones were cheap. It was cheap but great hardware compared to Apple, which was great hardware but dear. But these are truly, um, and the whole the whole event was all about made by Google. Yes. Um, so, um, so made by Google. Sorry, made by is the kind of website you can go to. Yeah, and it shows um, you these devices that we're going to cover, which is the yeah, Pixel is the first and this, one. And this is definitely a designed by, you know, they've done all the design. They, it's their, they have selected yeah. how it should work. They have done all the bits and pieces to it. They've not essentially, yeah. essentially, this is it's it's them making another reference phone, but making it an expensive one. It seems to be their way of charging more for a similar thing. Well, and and part of me felt, part of me felt they were trying to. So if you look at the way Apple is totally, and I guess they are doing it like at the chip level as well. So Apple is like, and mm. twenty words vertically integrated, you know, almost the whole way. So they're doing all the hardware, they're doing the chips, they're doing the software, um, and also controlling how they sell it. If you look at you know, if you look at what they're actually yeah. doing, and also the services on it and the app store on it. And Google in the past have basically said, Android, have at it um, manufacturers, do your thing. And and Google are almost saying, actually, we probably need to do the same now. We want to be in charge of it end to end because you get to I don't know. Control your own destiny. They've let and they've let the other kind of manufacturers get their foot in the door. It's not like they just started out saying this is a Google phone that other people can tie into. They've kind of let everyone else run with it, and now they feel like I guess they're allowed to. Um, they, they probably had agreements as well that they wouldn't do certain things ahead of time. Anyway, so this is it. Their big selling point is um, the camera, which they're saying is the best camera that's ever been released on a, a smartphone. Uh, they've sort of said there's been some benchmarking that's, that shows and proves them backs that statement up. They're very happy with that. They kind of make, they've wanted the fact you've got a, you've got a 3.5 mil jack for your earphones if you want it. Um, and yeah, it looks nice. It's it's kind of standard of affair for modern phones, really. It's an aluminium enclosure. looks very similar to many others. Um, it doesn't have a sticky out camera, which is many people see as a plus point. Uh, it's got the the quick charge kind of functionality that I've got on my H the uh, sorry I've got the um, the OnePlus version three, uh, and in fact I would say there's not much difference between the <laughs> the spec of this Google phone and my OnePlus, which my OnePlus costs three hundred quid or just over three hundred quid, and this Google phone is going to cost probably in the region of six to seven hundred pounds, uh, depending on which model you get. And and this was one of the kind of slight dings against the kind of whole made by Google because when you looked at the leaks, it was like that could have been an iPhone. And you've you've designed an iPhone, and and 
Um, you know, all, all phones are coming to the same thing. They're all oblongs, effectively. Uh, absolutely. Um, a couple of other things that I thought was interesting. Google Assistant. So this was the mm -hmm. this was the kind of play through a number of the hardware devices. So this is their. Um, I guess it's it's almost like taking over from like Google Now. And there's the whole point of this is you can you can there's a hot word for it. You can talk to it. You can chat to it. So it's this kind of you know bot. Yeah, it's a bot everywhere, but also it'll start to, it's, it's like a learning thing and it uses that data elsewhere. So if you say, uh, you know, hey Google, you know, my bike code is XYZ and you ask it a few, you know, years, months later, it'll say, yeah, your bike code is such and such. Mm -hmm. So it's to try and it's try to actually give you some interesting, you know, useful nuggets of information. The bit, the bit I was really surprised at is like, They've taken Android and said this is the best version of Android you can get. There's things on here that nobody else will get. So um, like endless cloud storage, you'll only get it if you buy a Pixel. You know, So you get free unlimited storage for full resolution images and videos, which is a, which is a big thing. You know, yeah. you can you can shoot 4K video on this. Um, and I think that's a real big thing against Apple, who constantly talk about iCloud, but they've iterated it very poorly. And, and mm. it comes with 5 gig free. 5 gigs nothing now. You know, no, you can, no, I, one, yes. one video is using up, you know, a gig and a bit. You know, it's like yep. that's not going to scale. But there's also there's a couple other there's a couple of other bits of software that you only get if you pick up the Pixel. You will not get, you know, if you pick up the latest Samsung or the. And latest... this is Google's equivalent of adding, you know, the, you know, the system software that other people will add to their own. You know, manufacturers will add their own bits and bobs on top of Google Android, and, and Google are doing the same, which um, I guess makes sense. It does. You also get Daydream. So this is their VR um, platform for mobile. Um, yes. And I guess it was two things on this. And I know we're coming on to Daydream in it, but the, but the phone is all built around. And you only you only get Daydream if you buy this phone. You know, you're not going to get a Samsung Daydream or a one other you know manufacturer's Daydream. Um, and as you said, prices are much the same. I stuck the UK prices in here. So the five-inch Pixel. Um, starts at six hundred quid, and if you want one hundred and twenty gig on it, it's seven hundred quid. It's seven twenty for the larger Pixel, um, which is thirty two gig, or it's eight nineteen for the XL. I mean, so eight hundred nineteen quid is, an ex is is a lot of money. These are iPhone prices. Yeah, There's yeah, no getting away from it. You're, you're, no. you're. They are. They have laid down the. This is a. This is a price for this hardware, and the hardware is really good. There's no getting away from it. There is a, an excellent set of hardware there. Yeah, um, but it, you know whether people will stomach that cost when, like I say, you can get this OnePlus device for three hundred pounds. There's a big gap of of money there for what are relatively similar specs. And I know you just said that this is Daydream optimized, but they they are going to be Daydream compatible handsets. Okay, you don't get the the thing if you don't buy this handset, but you can go and buy one, and you can then use your own phone as long as it's compatible. Um, yes. But this is optimized apparently for this daydream. So let's let's go on and talk about that daydream. This is a VR headset, um, basically a bit like Google Cardboard, but the kind of uprated version of it. So it's it's a nicely manufactured uh, material, foam covered. It's not made of cardboard, obviously, um, and it's specifically designed to work with this this new Pixel. But other phones will be compatible. Um, so it will it has things like it uses the NFC to auto center the the graphics. Uh, the screens have been optimized and the gyroscopes and things have been optimized to work with that uh the little headset or the headset comes with a uh handset as well which can be used at quite granular level as a kind of interactive um tool inside vr so uh, let's expect to see some sort of um addition to that it's you know it's it, i thought google cardboard already worked very well and there's a few headsets that work with that kind of thing this takes it just to that little bit more uh the I guess sophisticated level. So the headset is just a little bit more sophisticated, and um, the phones are obviously designed to work in a bit more of a sophisticated way. But uh, essentially the same kind of thing. But yeah, if you're looking for a cheap way into VR and you're going to buy one of these things, then great. It's a sort of an additional um, sort of feather in the cap. I think if you pre-ordered the Pixel, you got one for free. So when they go on sale, they're yeah, seventy-nine dollars. Okay. Um, so I was actually quite surprised when I saw the design of it because it's um, it's like foam and soft fabric. And they yes. went for a kind of comfort, and I think that's a really good idea. And obviously, you don't know until we try them on. The cardboard's not a long-term thing you're going to sit and use, but see for 15 quid just so you can try VR. Yeah, hundred percent. And and again, I've I've said before, VR is all about experiences and quick demos and people jumping in and out of just quick things to go and try. It's not not necessarily a th for most people. It's you know, it's not that longevity sitting down playing a proper game with it. No, it's, it's I'm just a, that experience. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of keep my, I'll keep my, 
my views later on just around Oculus and PlayStation VR, which is out this week. Yes. Um, but the, I, I thought, I even thought just interesting that, that they've got a little controller, you know, and yeah. it's like, they're, so they've, yeah. they're, they've realised that there's something to be gained from having some sort of interaction. My, my yeah. phone yeah. Is, is acting as a screen here and I could do with a, and that for like $80 is, is just yeah. pretty damn good. So I'm very, very interested in trying it. And we're going to be talking about Oculus's event uh, the, uh, a little bit later. So, and that, that'll, we'll come onto controllers and stuff like that at that point as well. Um, <clears throat> so, Google Home has been announced and sort of uh, touted for av available in no uh, November. Google Home will be the equivalent of Amazon Echo. Um, so it's slightly cheaper, $129 rather than 150 or whatever the Amazon Echo is. Um, and similar similar concept, basically, um, but but using Google infrastructure rather than Amazon infrastructure. Yeah. Um, and so I copied in the Verge's article on it. Um, I just saying it's a bit cheaper, but it's got two two mics in it, whereas I think the Echo has seven. You know, and I think what we have found certainly I've found is that it is really sensitive. It's accurate, doesn't it? Don't get many false positives apart from no, I find it amazing. Our, try to play our podcast is impossible, um, but that's what I get for badly naming it seven years ago. And um, <laughs> yeah, but, but the it, it's such a smart piece of hardware for you know we paid a hundred quid. I know it's hundred and fifty yeah. quid. I'm sure. On Prime Day or roundabout Christmas, they'll do more deals around that hardware. And I, um, I mean, and I'm, I would be interested to try it out again. It's kind of early doors again for both of these bits of software, but there's nothing I can see against having something upstairs on one technology, something downstairs on one technology, and just yeah. trying them out and just seeing how you it, live. And for me, it's more likely I would try the Apple version, which will undoubtedly come. The, the, the challenge they've got is Siri works very personally. Siri is like, is a me thing. And I'm not saying the Echo isn't a me thing, but it assumes you're in a family environment, you know, that you've yes. got multiple things, and that's not where Siri is right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Apple. Apple have to compete with this. I don't think they can let this market go. Um, you say that, but I, I don't think the market's ready yet. And I think, you know, the fact that this has been no, sat in but, my house, but, and it, it gets, it, I, I listen to the headlines, I ask it the weather occasionally, but um, it doesn't get repeated use. No, what I mean by that is the, if, if, if you, if, to me, what Apple started off with Siri, you know, and was in a, I guess, in a reaction to some of the stuff that Google were doing, I don't think they can just do Siri and just let it drift the way it's drifting. You know, I think they have mm. to be quite aggressive around it. Um, and that's why I see something like this. The Echo was a bit of an unexpected hit. When it first came out, people were like, Amazon? Echo? What is this? Mm -hmm. And it's been a sleeper hit, you know, certainly amongst geeks. Um, and this, this looks a good product, you know, and also if you pick it up, you get six months of YouTube music and Google Play music thrown in. You know, so again, there's that that services hook that you've basically got a massive you know music library sitting there that I can just go and use. And the Verge said this speaker is probably better than the Echo, um, and the the actual hardware is also um, pretty snazzy. It's got touch touch top. Um, and yeah, so looks, again, it looks, it looks really good. It's yeah, just not it's not got the head start that Amazon Echo have got there. They've now in America, and I know in the UK we're still lagging behind, but in America they've got like 3,000 services integrated. Yes. And, um, I think the idea is that Google will be able to be a bit more contextually aware, and that's its selling point, is um, it should be able to be a bit more intelligent on that front. Um, I think we I spoke last time about how Amazon Echo, you need to sort of define what you want to be done and on what application you want to run it. And I think yeah. the idea is that it's be a bit more flexible on the Google uh, on the Google hardware eventually. And maybe just something to point out is it's not coming to the UK. No. So it's a bit like the Echo, which was American first, and then it came here. Then I'm sure is... we will see it um, yeah. maybe in the new year at some point. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Google Wi-Fi. So they've released their own little uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. It's a little router, actually, um, and it's sort of doing what a lot of routers nowadays tell you they're going to do, which is make the whole process of connecting to Wi-Fi in your house uh, a whole lot easier. Um, and they've using some clever kind of, um, I think, mesh network type technologies to, to be able to extend it easily. So you can add sort of extenders anywhere in your house and it kind of automatically picks up on that. Um, and it's a snazzy looking little device and apparently has got fair performance. I mean, I don't know how interested I am in it, really. Once you've got a router, you've got a router, haven't you? Yeah, I, I kind of am in the market. I've got an older Apple extreme or whatever they're called so before they went to the big taller one the, 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 the kind of flat one and and it and it works and i've got an express down the stairs so there's a bit of a mesh going on so i can get coverage in the house but it's it's, it's a bit it's a bit cack really 
And um, and I'm now thinking just how tardy are Apple with hardware that I really need to move to something where I can, you know, upgrade to latest and greatest. And I was looking at one of these crazy, you know, seven aerial type mm. things. It looks like there's a spider or an octopus attacking your desk. Um, but I'm more <laughs> interested on it. So there's another company called Eero. So that's um, E-E-R-O. And they've mm-hmm. been doing these kind of multiple device mesh networks and making it really, you know, easy for the house. And there's a couple other people saying just just go and use what some of the enterprise companies are offering because they've just got this nailed. Um, if you're yeah. happy putting up with a kind of crappy interface, the, the typical enterprise type interface, um, you can actually go and buy this kit, you know, really easily now. Set you up at your own mesh network, give yourself 100% coverage, and then you've I... got the full flexibility to go and you know port open that firewall, whatever you want to do. I have to say though, these I'd say the whole networking thing, generally speaking, is not such an issue anymore. I mean, the repeated drops that I used to get all the time on my old sort of Netgear hardware. The latest version that I've got, you know, is a, is a relatively high end router, but it's but I I just don't see those problems that I used to have, and it, it works now well with Apple and Microsoft no, products. I, I, and I, I agree, but it's just it's a coverage I still have an issue with. So I still, yeah. and it's maybe just, I don't know, thick walls and just where I've got things placed. It just doesn't give me full coverage. Yeah. So that idea that... The, extend, know, even, the extendability of it, yeah. Even if I could have like one up the stairs covering what yeah. I do here, because I still trust wires more than wireless. And and then downstairs, the main couple of rooms have a couple of little boxes in it that just that just give it full... My, and anywhere I work continuously, I don't rely on Wi-Fi. I just, I just wire it. I just, you know, yes. I'll trail a cable around my house quite happily. Anyway, That's because we're old. We're old for yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's you know when you I'm work with up. a wide connection and you got to yeah. I just I just like it. Anyway. When I was a lad, wires were reliable. <laughs> um, Chromecast Ultra has also been announced. So they sort of added this to their range. This will allow you basically to stream uh, 4K content into your TV. Uh, sort of uh, you know they're saying with minimal buffering and, and whatever um, but effectively yes you can send your 4k netflix now to your tv via the uh, new chromecast ultra um reasonable price as well and it's 69 dollars so it's you know probably about 65 pounds here um um yeah i think that looked a reasonable extension to that product line yeah absolutely especially i mean they have the article highlights that they just you know apple tv's 1080p you know, so yes, indeed. Uh, okay, so that kind of <clears throat> sums up the, most of the stuff that we you talked about. Oh, Google were talking to us about, um, and now now we go on to uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven, the extended saga. So we, I think we mentioned before that they had to do a massive recall on these things. Well, basically, there was a um, there was a flight. I think it was in uh, the US, and someone had a replacement phone unfortunately that started to smoke and scorch carpets and uh, so the at the time it was like oh maybe it's not a replacement phone and the, the guy sort of went to lengths to show that it was and it had the right packaging details uh this kind of extended further um that other people kind of um other people on that I sort of said they were they were having the similar kind of thing samsung suspended uh the production i mean that's a massive thing to do they suspended production of an existing product and then after more reports and more investigations um they've actually now they've actually killed off the the note 7 they uh, had which, to this was a this was a, a absolute mess i mean but this is unbelievable that's what can you imagine how much it costs no. to set up a production line and design so so that to me the, the the issue i have is the way it unfolded you know they did the replacements and there was all these kind of well that's another one caught fire uh, and, and people weren't replacing it quickly enough because they didn't really do the replacements as the american authorities wanted them to do no they tried right. to do it themselves and so there was only like 10 percent had been replaced and then when this one took to, it, was, it was on fire last last Thursday and it didn't explode, it just kind of started smouldering and then it went on fire but it burnt through the carpet, it was into the metal of the plane 
you know, it was like, uh, you know, that it caused enough damage that the whole plane had to be evacuated. The plane was taken out of service. You know, that the is... The thing about these these fires as well, they're chemical fires, so they're very hard to... They're, and yep. they're very violent because it's in a battery. You know, yep. it's, and it's the reputational a... damage you get. So, so I've, yeah. I've not been flying in this time, but the amount of people that are tweeting that in every American flight, people are saying, if you've got a Samsung Note, please turn it off. Please don't use it. But then this guy said that he actually turned it off as well. That was the other yep. thing about this phone. He had actually said he actually had turned it off. Um, yeah, absolutely so well done the verge because initially yeah. when they said it was a, 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 a fire last week most people were like it's not the place to idiot mm. and nobody really did the kind of legwork but there happened to be a bit of a geeky verge reporter so brian green and um, who actually uh oh sorry brian green was the owner but the verge spoke to him so he actually managed to track him down get his phone number spoke to him asked to see the actual box and mm. prove that it was a replacement one because the box had the little, I think it was a green battery icon and it had another black square on the box that said, so you knew that this was a replacement one. So you're like, that is awful for Samsung. You know, just the going through the, the mess they made of the recall and then they, they got better. And then for that to fail, but then over the weekend was another one and it was another yeah, one. I, I think and, I it said was a, the, and it was replacement yeah. one. So then yeah. to then suspend it and then there was a UK update saying, right, we're, we're actually not replacing anything. We're just gonna we're just gonna take people away. And then and then like to eventually tonight or sorry, last night to then come out and say, actually, we're killing it because we've got uh, these battery fires are still happening. Is hmm. the reputational damage is massive. So the stock market you know, alone was down, I think it was ten percent at one point. They lost eighteen billion of market value, but I think it's just in people's heads now, damaged goods. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to shift that, especially as you know, other manufacturers are not going to let that one go. <laughs> you know, that, that'll be something they cling on to. Uh, I, I think I said at the time when we mentioned it last time that it's, it's not always having a product that's faulty. It's how you deal with it. And at the time, we thought they dealt with it okay. okay. They didn't comply necessarily with the U- how the US wanted to do it. But nevertheless, they had at least they'd come out and said quickly that they were looking into this. They were going to solve it. They'd found a problem. They're yes. going to solve that. And they were going to replace everyone's and they were going to deal with everything. So... That all sounded good, but with the if you if you take too lot you know too if you're too quick to come up with a you know a solution that's not actually a solution then then people do start losing a bit of confidence because like I say this this is chemical fire <laughs> going on and like we've seen with the way that these these batteries end their lives that they do they're quite um, vicious and they've got a, yeah. they store a lot of data or sorry a lot of um, power in a, a very small space yes no but i think we forget how much charge and how much things our phones need yeah, and, yeah. and use so and there's, there's been examples in the past of iphones doing it and you know batteries expanding yeah, and yeah. Um, it was just a, i don't know you just feel this could have been handled a whole lot better than it was yeah, they've also come out. The Samsung have come out this week and said that they've got Viv. What's Viv? I hear you cry. Well, Viv is um, effectively another Siri, and made by the same people who made Siri actually, but it's the kind of new updated version. So um, we don't know the pricing details and stuff, but basically, uh, this will be Viv's Siri equivalent, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it. Um, but they reckon it's pretty clever and again this whole sort of thing about context and um you know the next level of interaction yep and a, and a terrible week for samsung this was actually a really big get um because lots of a lot of the apple people were like i hope apple pick up viv because it is really it is you know in demos that people have seen it's really powerful and i think this just shows that because this week's, I mean, it's a, I mean it's been a real it's been a real kicker for them so samsung not only are there as a phone broke and, and all the reputational damage you look at that google pixel coming out and it's basically saying you know if you're going to buy an android phone the best one's ours you know don't don't go anywhere else and here's all these goodies that you don't get from samsung and then and then thirdly they've lost another court case with apple all that's kind of surfaced up again yep. um so i think this was a really big get and it shows that they i think they're realizing they can't rely on android they can't rely on that google platform and um, they need to be you know able to stand their own two feet just at some point, they need to have, uh, you know, that 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 intelligence that people are going to start to come to take for granted. Uh, and I don't with Siri right now because it's just not that great. But we're going to see it. We've seen it with the Echo. It's just think, I mean, I, for my mum to walk up and just say, "What's the weather on Saturday?" Yeah. And in her head, realizing, not realizing that she's that what she's doing and getting the answer back. People are going to take this for second nature. I'm just going to ask questions, and it should be able to work. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see 
how Samsung start to deploy this. You know, will they start to deploy it across their TV platforms? You know, and I think smartphones. And why the wouldn't they? One. If you if you if you're investing in this technology, however much money it's going to cost them, you know, you want to put this as widely as possible. Yeah. Make it omnipresent. And they bought Smart Things. So Smart Things was a bit of a Internet of Things smart home. Yeah player and again you can just see that being a bit of a glue you know I, I, how do I make this easy you know so I, I'm sitting turning lights on with my voice at the moment and and people are chuckling away thinking what I do it but <laughs> it just makes it easy just to you know you can just say you know you know turn the light on and it, and it, and it pops those days of having to get out of bed to go and turn your light off long honestly, in the past. honestly it's great <clears throat> yeah no and, and I, was, I think I said that'd be great just to be able to actually jump into bed and then say turn the light off rather than. And I think I say it to you, that's terrible easy, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, another big story this um, week uh, has been the Yahoo stories. They're following on from their kind of all the hacking stories that we covered last time. Um, turns out that they also created a program which secretly scanned every single email that came through the Yahoo servers. Um, for a string of characters. Apparently they were asked to do this by uh, the NSA or other or other uh, agencies. We're never going to really know who <clears throat> who asked and why, um, but they said they just complied with that request. Um, and it sounded pretty bad just because it literally scanned everything. It was a, it a broad-reaching thing, so every single bit of content. We don't know, and we probably will never know what actually got sent across and why and, and what the range of this was. But pretty much every other company has since come out and um, and said, uh, we, if we ever had that request from from whoever, then we would never comply with it, and we would definitely take them to court. Um, so that's the kind of stink of this: is that everyone else is saying now, you know, we would never do that, and we would never been asked to do that. And Yahoo is like, it's, it's trying to work out who's saying what, and Yahoo just saying, well, we had to comply, and, and all these other companies saying, no, you didn't. Yeah. And, and I must admit, Yahoo do stink over this. Um, mm. not, not only for that bit, but their ex-security guy basically, you know, almost dubbed them out in public. And and then they've actually turned off blooming um, email forwarding in their email <laughs> service, making it difficult to leave. Yes. And they're, and they're saying that's just, uh, you know, it's all suspicious timing is what people are saying. They have you... temporarily suspended the uh, forwarding of emails while they improve the service. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and and I, and I don't care whether that's just a coincidence or not. It doesn't look like it. No, nope. it really looks like they they did everything to make sure that, as a consumer, I didn't know about this. Um, as a consumer, I can't leave the service, and that they get maximum value from the sale of Verizon, who are seemingly saying, "No, we're going to give you a billion less because you're actually far less valuable than we thought." After all this, yeah, just looks really horrible. I wonder if any of these stories are originating from the Verizon people. <laughs> uh, and, and and who knows? Because the the problem because so Melissa Melissa Meyer gets a lot of stick. I actually think she's 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 really good. She's really smart. She made a really good lot of, good lot of acquisitions to 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 Yahoo, but then never really did anything with them. You know, and yeah. it, it feels like you know I'm buying all these sweets, but but then just got a bit sick, you know, and and didn't really <laughs> do very much with it. I, I just I just look at what 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 is Yahoo. Yeah, you know, and at least well, we've had that problem all along, haven't we? They used to be a service provider, and that turned into something they yeah. weren't anymore. Then they were a sort of portal of places to go, and a, you know, a kind of search engine, sort of documenting things. It was, it was a, it was a categorized internet, wasn't it? And and then beyond that, then they were adverts, and now we have no idea what they are. No, and I look at Microsoft. I've similarly been buying lots of you know, like they bought you know that calendar app, but that got integrated in Outlook, you know, on mm. an iOS, and it became a really powerful program and they've made lots of acquisitions and done lots of actually really quite sensible clever things um and almost you know it was almost like you know bye-bye bama and we're, we're going to do this differently now uh and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm i'm see the reason i'm so hacked off i'm with Flickr, which could bought by yeah. you so yeah. i'm kind and of you, tainted by like the whole service, same yeah. thing yeah. and it's just like this is this is really hacking me off literally Keeping on the hacking thread, uh, Talk Talk have actually been fined in the UK four hundred thousand uh, pounds due to the customer details that were stolen in two thousand fifteen. Uh, a lot of that comes down to the fact that the there was an exploit that was used, which was known, and there are fixes available. So it was just bad practice for the uh, for Talk Talk not to have kept their systems secure. Um, so yeah, they've been fired. That's I mean that's you know 
a fair amount of money per per customer um and maybe sometimes you know if 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 we see similar kind of levels of um money be charged for other similar leaks then you know if there comes into the millions of user data like like yahoo have that's an potentially an awful lot of money that's going to be charged anyway um it depends how much you consider a value to um you know your own customer data cuz when I'm saying that's a lot of money per customer, actually, it's it's basically you know just under four pounds <laughs> per customer, really. Mm. Um, and and obviously the amount of pain that can cause you is a lot more. But um, yes, and, and it's back to value. It's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, we did did they, did they not upgrade the security that year by not spending a hundred grand or two hundred grand yes. or employing the right people? You know, and and is that now cost them? And again, sh- yeah, should always lose them more for not doing it. Right? I mean, is there is there a? I know this this just this sounds awful, but it's a reputational damage. See the people that probably would never have. You know, I will no longer go to talk talk. Probably wouldn't have went there in the first place. Mm. They're, yes. they're not appealing. They're all the people that are up in arms and say, you and me, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. And I, that sounds terribly like snobbish and no, privileged, too- but it's just it's just I wouldn't have gone to talk talk ever. And I would never go after this. So, yeah. Um, sorry, be sorry to go back on a story. Samsung. <laughs> oh, um, but they've just they've, somebody just did a post. This is on sammobile.com, just about what the return kit is. So they're now taking this obviously really seriously and telling people you have to return this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the return kit is actually four separate boxes, one of which is thermal insulated. Oh, wow. And they also provide safety gloves for handling the procedure of packaging the device because it says some individuals might be sensitive to the ceramic fibre paper lining in the recovery box. <laughs> wow, it's like it's like people with masks are going to turn up at your door. Exactly. I mean, this is basically saying this is potentially explosive. Wow. That is amazing. So that's even going to cost them even more. <laughs> They did say that the, the whole cost is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, we're talking billions of pounds. Yeah. I guess that's the thing when you think about it. They're always telling people don't switch them on and all that kind of stuff. So how do you ship a phone that's potentially going to go on fire? Yeah, yeah. Well, no shipping firm's going to take it unless it's in these taking these yeah, protective yeah. measures. That's, yeah, And that's probably yeah. what they've found out. They've yeah, probably yeah. realised that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the shipping like, firms like. Yeah, hey, UPS. We want to cut a deal with you. <laughs> Here's <laughs> yeah, what you need to do. Uh, Facebook is going to take on eBay and Craigslist with a new marketplace. So effectively, you can see things that are for sale in your region on Facebook. Uh, And you can uh, also change your region so you can see what's available elsewhere or you can just sort of filter by products you're looking for. So basically, your time spent on Facebook can now be spent also buying stuff from other people on Facebook. Is that good? Uh, well, I found it up just now. It just looks horrendous. But it's just, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's horrendous or not. If it works and it works as eBay and it kind of gets away with it, it's a way for them to earn the money. Um, your video is so low quality, I can't really see that. Yeah, all my skin just kind of flicked up. It's uh, But but basically, it's like, a, like mine just full of like cars at 200 quid and, and dresses mm. where people are just scrolling their like faces out and stuff. and. <laughs> It's just like it's horrendous. I, I, right. I totally am like privileged white man tonight. Everything's horrendous in my world. But they don't. It doesn't have to be very good for them to make a serious amount of money off of this. Basically, you know, that's the long and short of it. They've got so many users um, potentially wanting to do this that they like. They just don't have to try. They if if they only made a, you know, a cent per transaction, they'd probably end up with billions. Yeah, so it's not advertising. You can't advertise your business on it, and I don't think they're doing anything around the kind of payment side of it yet. Yet, exactly yet. Uh, and then another thing announced by Facebook is Workplace. Um, so this is supposed to be sort of your enterprise social networking. They've been in closed beta for uh, over a year now, and it's uh, well, it's been released. Uh, I don't even know what the pretense of this is. Is this is this to sort of get hold of like Slack and and take take yep. organisations like that and try and get hold of it? Yeah. So it's it's, it's like can I try to try to be a Slack killer? Um, mm. So it's got chat, direct messaging. You can do live video reactions. You can uh, so, so try to kill Slack um, and also try to take away from the the kind of traditional intranets that a lot of enterprises like ours have, which are you know. Not the most cutting edge, if I put it that way. You know, it's, and it's a real challenge yeah. to kind of keep them fresh. 
do we have a timeline like Facebook? Is it, is it, is it, I'm not, I say I don't really know anything about this. I just well, if you look at things like Slack, they do. So what Slack try to do or, or does is is and you use Slack, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a series of chat windows, basically. Yeah, but it's to try and to me, it was that was all about it. it kind of kills kind of emails, and you know, you can you've got a full message history there. Your your all your discussions, your documents should be in the same place. And I, and I prefer that model to, you know, that kind of traditional, I'll email you this and you email me that and I'll email a change and what about this idea? And it's all either emails or IMs. At least it's a, it's contained in the same place. Mm. Um, and so I think they are feeling they have to compete with that. Uh, and there's other ones like, um, like, like like Yammer, which Microsoft bought, was a kind of attempt at that and I don't think it's successful. You get HipChat from Atlassian. It does similar things. So, again, quite enterprise-focused. Um so and and there's also Salesforce and they offer so many different tools that are similar. So I think they, they, but, they had but they're going to gonna charge for this service. They're going to charge for this. Whereas Slack, you can it. have free, you know, free tier. This is you know three dollars per user per but, month. But yeah, but for, yeah, but the it, if you're going to go for a thousand users on Slack, you're going to have to charge as well. Mm, okay. You, you, it's it's free for small teams and stuff, but and also if you don't you if you don't send like thousands and thousands of messages, but I think most people end up paying for it. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, and there, and there is a um there's a scale of price going down based on how much you usage, and they've got all their analytics stuff that they've got from Facebook generally anyway, so they can they can work that in, and it's automatically charged based on that. Um, and I guess anyway, what they're I mean, and just to, just to give you a sense of scale that they're going for, I mean they've. They've got, I mean, the companies they're going for are, you know, there's one at 36,000, there's the RBS, 100,000, mm. um, Danone, 100,000, Starbucks, 238,000, you know, so so big, big numbers. Um, okay. And that's Workplace by Facebook, of which yeah. we will talk about today and probably never talk of again. No. Until it's decommissioned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Twitch is gone ad-free for Amazon Prime subscribers, so they've got Twitch Prime now. Um, so if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber and you do use Twitch, you can uh, combine your two accounts together uh, and you get these additional features. You get some additional sort of uh, allowance. You get ad-free viewing, so you don't have to sit through the adverts for f- channels. Uh, you can subscribe to one channel per month for free. Uh, your channel will get the money. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Um. Yeah, I it was. Oh, you can get some discounts on Amazon if you buy games, physical games from Amazon, yeah, and a few yeah, other and, bits and bobs. And you get like monthly game loot, which I'm never particularly into at all. But I, I thought this was a, I guess so that because when Amazon bought them, I thought that's a strange get, and they never mm. really they didn't really seem to have done much with it. So to they get... were talking about having an Amazon game um, sort of development, didn't they? Development house, but they've not heard too much more of that. They've done a few games, mm. so I don't know if that's just dipping toe in the water. Um, and again, I don't know if that was round about the Amazon Fire, and you know, if we ended up with our own content. You no, know, I don't know how much of it was a uh, we need to be seen to be developing, you know, to get people onto our platform. But that was just a shop window. You know, that's yeah. that was nothing more. Um, uh, so it was, it was nice that we now have... I know the other th- nice thing, because most of the Amazon Prime stuff that comes out is always America first, and we're a year, year and a half behind, but it was for it was for here, you, um, America, and a, a few other countries yeah. as well. And Judge, um, I mean, I watched a bit of Twitch nowadays. I know I used to say I never watched it at all, but I watch some Halo now. <laughs> and, um, really? I don't know And it's that. quite amazing how many people... Um, uh, have the Twitch Prime icon, so there's quite, there's quite a lot. It's phenomenal, but I think Amazon Prime's become very common. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It's amazing how many people at work are like, "Oh, I'll just sign up to Amazon Prime," or how many people are like, "I get sucked into that, and now I can't leave." Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's true. Once you once you get in and you think of the things that you're gonna lose, it's like, oh, I don't know, actually, no. Yep. Uh, Sky has launched 360 videos, a VR app, um, and it's got several videos that you can go and have an experience. And this is to work on high quality phones uh, as well as the Oculus uh, VR headsets. Um, basically, 3D video. Basically, it's a the kind of movie experience rather than true 3D. Um, but you can go and have a, a wander around some of these 360. environments. I know you keep saying 3D, but I know you mean 360. Uh, that's what I mean. So it's not true 3D. It's just a 360 orb. Yeah. that you can turn around in i find that quite immersive yeah it is uh, it's it is and and when you more so than a 3d okay i, I don't know if it's just but it's, it's the way my head works i just mm. find that more immersive than 3d i've mm-hmm. never been overly 
convinced about and, and we'll go and watch the movies in 3D honestly I can most of them now you can't tell the bits that are in 3D you just yes. watch it and it's that's it yep done but yeah so the Sky are the, probably the first big uh, sort of media conglomerate uh, media organisation that have sort of taken this on and they're, they're generally first to to a lot of these things they were very early on in the 3D market and that sort of flopped um, so they're now trying VR as the next um, big thing, and maybe they've got more of it. It's certainly got more of a buzz than 3D TV ever had. <laughs> 3D TV was always something that just it, it's, it, 3D TV was always something that was you just bought a TV and it happened to be 3D activated. Did your new telly come with 3D? My TV's not 3D, no. Yeah, because I noticed there's there's a surprising amount now that I just they've just dropped it because nobody's really fast. You know, it's just no. it's just bundling. Because it turned, I think last year it turned into, well, you just end up getting it anyway. And this year yes. it seems to have actually been, well, you What's might get it, but actually most folk aren't fussed. I think, I, I mean, some of the, there were some technological barriers, obviously, that it had to, you have had a certain refresh rate and all those kind of things. And I think taking that away just gives them a bit more freedom to, you know, to concentrate on the picture rather than the actual technical specs and stuff. So, yeah. 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 So we mentioned earlier we we're going to talk about Oculus Connect 3. So this was the, oculus keynotes about where they're going with this technology in the vr sort of scheme um and the videos are all available online for you to go and have a look at and we quite enjoyed um the mark zuckerberg video showing a direction that they want to take it in this kind of uh, vr personal sort of interactions so group chats and things like that with with other people in these vr worlds and headsets yeah it was a and I think I sent a video to you, and and it was like a nine, eight, nine minute video, yep. probably bordering on this on the the verge of you're crossing the line, and this is just rubbish. Yeah. But the, but but cool tech. But I actually thought it was good and cool tech at the same time. I think um, I said to you at the time that Microsoft often make these kind of little tech demos, and and it just comes across as really corny. Now the Facebook one was on the verge of being corny, but somehow they laughed through the silly bits to make it yeah. feel like yeah, this is just funny. This is just and fun. the audience would laugh along as well. So exactly. The, so yeah. so well, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's worthwhile checking out. Um, yeah, it, it showed you. As soon as you put the headset on, you saw like cartoon characters of the people, and as they laughed, they laughed, and as they, you know, so it was doing like facial recognition and doing things that it was doing hand, it was doing hand gestures, it was doing facial recognition, it was doing clever, clever, you know. It, it looked just... like when the, the, the people were able to pull up like, a tool set, so it looked like they were going to their watch and getting a tool set up because there was like a sword fighting bit where where the guy drew a sword and it turned into an object he could use. And he didn't and... just draw a sword; he drew a sword. Yeah, as in That's what I, he yeah, physically I, drew it so, in three D. So he got yeah. he got a crayon or a pencil and drew the sword and then grabbed it and then used it to sword fight. And I was like, the stuff that just happened there was all so 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 good. Yeah. And then they were doing things like a three sixty stream from Zuckerberg's house, and you can see his. You dog. could use that as your environment, and yeah, and there was a live video. He dialed in. Yeah. He dialed in his wife on a on a on a call and was moving the screen around. And then they took a selfie of him in the VR space. His wife dialed in on a, a Skype equivalent. I guess it's Facebook Messenger equivalent. And the dog in the background using a selfie stick. And it was a virtual selfie stick with a virtual yeah. camera that they took a virtual picture of all three of them. In. Yeah, it's, it's what, very meta. Honestly, it, very meta. Uh, but I think it just shows you where this is starting to go or what the potential is. And, and somebody, I, I, I said to you the other day, somebody did put up a, a great thing. It was like, they always, it was Michael Douglas from Wall Street um, using the mobile phone, the big, huge first mobile phone yes. and saying, this is where we are with VR right now. This is the first gen. Yeah, so as much Where as you take the piss out of it, ten years. Yeah, as much as you take the piss out of it, and it looks impractical and you know, gorgeous. Where where are we going to head with this? And you know, is it going to be virtual reality in in the eyeball kind of thing? You know, just amazing. Uh, Oculus Touch was also announced as far as dates. So going to go out to get hold of that December tenth. You can pre-order from now. In fact, from yesterday you could pre-order that. It's one hundred and ninety nine dollars, which actually is going to work out one hundred and eighty nine pounds. Um, comes with two titles, VR Sports Challenge and The Unspoken. Uh, comes with another sensor, so you can have. It basically, it helps with the fidelity, so it can look at the two handsets and the a headset in higher de- detail. Uh, they also said they're going to release a third sensor, um, which will allow you to do room scale VR with uh, the Oculus as well. 
so that was always one sort of difference between it and the Vive. But they're saying with a third sensor for another 79 odd dollars, you can add a third sensor and that will be your room scale VR sorted. Um, they also talked about earbuds. So you can actually transfer off the default uh, earphones that come with the headset and you can put high quality earbuds on instead. And I think they're going to cost about $50 um, for, the, for those of you want. I'm not sure the UK price on those. Um, all nice little sort of adaptations, quite nice enhancements. And say people have been waiting for these touch controllers for ages. So it was nice to finally get the date. Yes, I thought the controllers <laughs> looked very solid you know i was really looked you know hardware wise until you get it in your hands it's something you know you can't yeah. really see too much more but it was interesting it to see looked... that it, it had hand gestures i, I yeah. didn't see that coming so if you if you stick your thumb up while holding the controller effectively the game or the the system knows that you've put your thumb up so if there you was thumbs extend, up and points yeah it extended index do. fingers as well yeah so it'll be interesting just to see devs taking advantage of this kind of thing mm. um yeah. Are you? Is it the kind of thing that you? Is it a wait see or is it an instant purchase? Or I saw pre order. Ah, I, I thought so because uh, not I, so much the room scale sensor, but the but no, the controllers are. No, I, if I had an Oculus, I'd be buying them. You know, yeah, hundred like, percent. You know, I said before, VR in. without VR without handsets is is not really VR at all. No. Okay, you get the initial wow factor, but you, you need the you need to be able to interact with the environment um, to make it properly work. Um, they came up and they showed us, uh, oh sorry, they, they announced that they will found, come up with some clever technologies which are going to enable uh, the headset to be, or yeah, to the headset to be used on a lower spec PC. They, they said that they've already got sort of this time uh, time warp technology, which means that uh, frames are not dropped on um, on existing headsets, but they've come up with a, a new technology called Space Warp, which will work as sort of an extension to their API. And that will actually allow developers or allow the headset to interject, I guess they're made up frames based on the sort of difference between two frames and the, you know, the, your trajectory and things like that. Um, so it means that computers that would then be able to do 45 frames a second, the software can make up to the 90 frames a second needed to make make sure that VR doesn't make you feel ill, um, and basically that is an extension to the existing hardware. So they they reckon now you can run an Oculus Rift on a machine costing five hundred dollars, which is a big claim. I mean, because you've you've just bought a PC, so obviously you mm. know how much it is to to get. Well, it's been it was about a thousand pounds, and they're saying now yeah. that's halved. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, and and they're saying smooth. So not saying it's perfect. They're just saying smooth. So it's that, it's that whole thing about you don't want to be sick. You don't want to put a headset on and be instantly like, oh, you know, I'm 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 out of here. So again, see if this see if this does work. Then this is great. And also, does it mean also you can actually have you know laptops that aren't stupidly, you know, huge, basically, hmm. you know, big fans and stuff? Can you get a powerful laptop and it will drive an Oculus? In you know, in enough to for that kind of short experience period that you, that you, people are looking for. Uh, they did also show their standalone VR headset. So this was a kind of. Uh, uh, it was a preview of something they're working on. It's very much still not in development. Uh, sorry, not in production. It's just in development. But effectively, it was an Oculus Rift that was a standalone device. Uh, it had some cameras in the front so it could sense its environment. Uh, it had a device at the back which actually needed a fan to keep it cool. Um, but it's basically a VR headset that's not tethered to anything. Um, but it, you know, we're not. They're not saying that you can just walk anywhere with it. It has. To, it's an indoor thing. Um, but it's much more flexible and you don't have to have a wire trailing and you don't have to have a, a computer attached to yourself uh, it will actually it's a self-contained vr environment and they're saying they reckon this is there or they're betting some some money and this is a sweet spot of where vr may be headed and i think so the graphic i think that they showed was was interesting that they had the the kind of samsung type mobile experience that they've been working on on mm. the left hand side the oculus and the right and this was in the middle and I think, you know, because they do need to reduce the cost to get to us to the kind of next. The yeah, next... to make it a Facebook thing rather than the geeky. Yeah, kind of... maybe to make it an actual full platform, you know. So yeah. would, um, you know, so you've spent, you know, what eighteen hundred quid or something like that. You'll end you know, up being somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, so it's, you're talking about a couple of grand to get up and running, um, and that's what I'd certainly cost it up and. I still have in my head that even next year when I do all my iMac replacements and stuff, I'm going to end up with a Windows PC. You know, I'm going to end up with a, probably a gaming PC again and mm. some sort of headset. And I might wait for the next versions of whatever Vive and Oculus do. 
Um, you might be waiting a couple of years though for that. I, I might be, but to be honest, my bank funds probably need to wait a couple of years for that. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's the because I've got other, I've got other priorities. Uh, I I think this looked a good shout. You know, and, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. They yeah. said it works good in a room, not great outside. Yes. Because it was cameras are all telling you that you're about to hit a boundary and hit a wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But outside, it gets a bit confused. Yes. So, yeah. no, I, it's all good. It's I all enjoyed good. watching the event. Uh, I, um, you know, it's, it's, it it showed that they, they've got a lot of excitement around it. The the event was massive as well. The, the hall they were presenting to was massive. Um, uh, you know, thousands of people. It was pretty impressive to see. Um, and, and everyone was quite into it and enthusiastic. So I think there is a buzz around VR at the moment. And I think um, they're in the right place at the right time. There seem to be those that are willing to either try or, or are super keen to try, get it. And everybody else is just like that, that whole pouring of scorn on it, and it's like you've you've got no idea until you try it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I see that at work. I'd, uh, I had one of the guys that we kind of worked with from time to time. They came over. I went, I'm really excited. I got to get my birthday present on Thursday. Straight away, I was like, this will be the PSVR. I said, mm-hmm. so, what are you getting? He was like, I'm getting my PSVR. I said, so <laughs> am I. So instantly, we had a really geeky, yeah. you know, 10 minute on why the PSVR and why not something else. And he didn't know about move controllers. So he's away to Amazon to, to make sure he gets some move controllers. Before they sell out again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just that he's like totally bought in with the whole, this is my cheapest way of getting into it, you know, and it's still not cheap. It's 350 for the headset. It's 80 quid for the move controllers. It's another 50 or 60 quid for the camera. So you're still spending yeah. 500 quid to 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 get plus going. yeah and then plus the playstation on top of that but it's still yeah yeah it's still far far cheaper but the hardware is a step the, the good thing is and and uh, 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 we'll keep that for when i actually get it but all the reviews are saying it's actually really solid yep um and which it's is exactly really, what you want to hear a really good platform um lots of people were, were when they tried it earlier in the year were oh we're sick we're sick we're sick this is going to be a real and, and they're not they're not they're not so whether it was just pre-production and again it's all been optimized um so yeah i'm 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 kind of looking forward to it the games are stupidly expensive yeah so they're all like um they're all like proper 50 pound yeah Not and you don't like want that initially you just want lots of pound. Yeah. you want lots of little freebies and and so the good thing as i pointed out to matt at work today they come with a demo disc so you 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 get like eight eight freebie like, demos that are probably what a level each or something but that's probably enough just to that first couple of days just to try and experience yeah stuff. i mean to commit to a full game to play in vr is that's a big commitment actually because it it, you is, don't know that you're gonna is. be able to cope with it you don't know that you're gonna be able to like if you don't like the game and you don't like it in vr well <laughs> you know it's just a waste of money basically so all this sensible chat i probably shouldn't tell you i've bought three games already but anyway um... (laughs) let's see how you work out we'll find out in a couple of weeks yeah 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 and it might be one of these things i put it on and it just doesn't work with me yeah you know that's 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 the risk but i'll just get returned yeah indeed all right that's the end of the podcast so thanks for getting this far and like i say this is the last for a little while so um just We'll well we'll speak to you again in November, basically. But in the meantime, digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. And we are on Twitter as digitaloutbox. And I'm on Twitter as CheesyUK. Um, and blog is academyracer.co.uk for my racing stuff, racing this weekend. So maybe you have some updates on that in uh tail end of... No, it probably is going to be a fortnight for that as well. <laughs> uh, Ian, where are you online? Uh, my blog is ind.net. I have tried to re-kickstart it a little bit, so I'm trying to blog at least once a week, plus my kind of weekly updates that I've been doing at the weekends. And mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter as Shripa. Lovely. All right, then. So we will talk to you in a fortnight or so. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.